0: Good evening everyone and welcome to Intentional Guy. We are on air with Ken Gordon today, the author of The Love of a Father. How are you doing today? I am blessed.
1: How are you doing today, Michael? I
0: am I am blessed as well. I'm telling you I'm I have been excited about having you on our show because we're talking about a topic that we have not really uh hit and to me is just so needed. So yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of people are affected by divorce today. I'm one of those, and um, you know, I've talked to a couple men. Some of the battles they there's a couple battles they fight. Um, One is their loneliness. Yeah, you know, it's just being replacing that loneliness that's there. Uh, Second is their identity is now. Shifting and changing, you know, absolutely, and that af- that affects everything. Especially if you're a father, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a father, because um, our childrens they grow up. Their identity is hopefully influenced by our identity, right? And so it's yeah. so important to be a father to to the fa- to the guys who are going through divorce today. That your kids are still at home; they're young, or even if they're young adults and you're an empty nester, who we are as father, we're st- My dad's still an influencer in my life, even though I'm in my 50s, right? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So,
0: Ken, I don't want to talk too much. That's, not, I, that's why I brought you on here so that uh, you could talk a little bit. So if you wouldn't mind uh, just starting us off on this conversation.
1: Yeah, I, I love the conversation, and, and and I have to be frank with you. It's a conversation we need to have a lot more, and a lot of people are not willing to have it. <clears throat> For far too long, we have allowed the kind of suffering and silence when it comes to divorce to happen in the church. And the church is supposed to be the leader of the world. And so if, it, if it's happening in the church, then, of course, it's happening in the world. Um, right. but, but let, let me kind of hone in to the two issues that you talked about. So my, my, my uh, journey is uh, divorce came to my door. My parents were not divorced. My parents uh, were married for 57 years, uh, and then my mother passed away last year. Um, and, and so divorce came to my door as a man, as a married man, and also as a preacher, as a, a, a man of of, of, the, of faith. Um, and, and I struggled with it because I'm supposed to walk around with a, a sweater on with a big D on my chest. Uh, a big red D sh- saying, hey, you're divorced, and so you're no good to anyone anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, th- in the church world, um, there is this belief that if you allow divorce to happen, that you're not prayed up, uh, that somehow you are not, you know, you're not uh, intentional in your walk with God. Because if you were, this would have never happened, right? Yes. And, and, and so um, it came to my door. And it came to so many of our doors and I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to handle it. And, and, and I suffered with an identity crisis. And, and here was my identity crisis. I'm supposed to be a man of faith. I'm supposed to be a Christian, I'm whatever you want to call it. It's not supposed to happen to me, but it is. So now what? And so I reached out and started looking for books to to read about it, because I believe that so much wonderful information can be found in books. Yes. Um, uh, Kind of a, a shared experience if you read. But I couldn't find any books that talked about how do you handle divorce when it comes to your doorstep and you are a Christian. Now, I found books by people that wrote about divorce, but they weren't married. And it's like, mm, okay, I like you as a preacher. I like you on your mega church, you know, uh, right. uh, uh, television program. But here's where I am. I hate her. I hate, yes, I'm a man of God. Yes, I am a preacher, but I hate her. And I don't want her to get my barbecue grill or my pictures. <laughs> 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 she will not have my, have my big green egg. Um, and so, what do you do with that? You know, how do you how do how do I tell someone I've never been through that? I have no idea how that how that feels. And yes, I know the Holy Spirit can reveal. I get that, but I needed to understand that. And so, right. uh, I, I went looking for books to read, and I just couldn't find any. And so, the Holy Spirit impressed upon me to write one, to write one from my personal experience, and to say first and foremost, I'm no expert. I'm just a guy who failed. And I'm trying to fail forward. I'm trying to give light and information to people who are also failing or feel like they're failing so that we can all fail forward and something good can come from it. And and so that was really my journey and what caused me to write the book and what caused me to, to say, you know what, let me figure out what's most important. And for me, and for I think a lot of your listeners, the most important thing in a, in a divorce and a post divorce is your legacy. And your legacy is your children and your reputation. And yeah. so that to me was the essence of what I was really focusing on. Wow, that's so
0: good. That is so good. And so real too. I I was just laughing when you were talking about, you know I don't I, I hate her. I don't want her to get this. I don't want her to get that because because that's real. You know, that is real with it. But then when the reality hits into you, you're stuck there with, I used to be this person, but now who am I, you know? Yeah. And that is so hard to find because also there is, like you said, the church, uh, focus on divorce is really hard. I come from, uh, uh, a very independent Baptist circle, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, when I went through my divorce, a, a man of God told me God was done with me. Yeah. And it crushed me. Absolutely. It crushed me. I'm and sure. I think sometimes the church, they don't, we've, as a church, we have to learn how to uplift people going through divorce because God still loves them. God wants them to flourish.
1: God wants them to be
0: healthy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's funny you should say that. I I wrote an article a couple of years ago. It was in a a, a magazine called Divorce Divorce Magazine. And the title of it was God Hates Divorce, but He Loves Divorcees. And I truly believe that. Um, you know, you want to know who am I going to be after this is done? <clears throat> um, how do I hold my head up in public? How do I go back to my church? How do I go back to my job? Um, how do I go back to my children? And and, and I think those things, um, and, 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 I, and even more importantly, after divorce, who does God say I am? Yeah. Not who does my children, you know, who, who, does, who does my children's mother say I am? Who do my children say I am? Uh, who does my family say I am? But who does God say I am? I'll and, it. And, and, and I think that is so critically important. And, and so for me, the answer was real simple. The answer was, you are a man that God has called to lead, to lead in trouble, to lead in good times, to lead whether you are going through divorce or to lead whether you are happily married, you are called to lead. And, and that forced me to take a step back. You know, um, I, I, in, in my book, uh, Divorce But Still Dad, uh, I write a chapter called um, um, Collateral Damage, I believe is the name of it, it, it just escaped me just that quickly, um, un, 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 Unintended Consequences. Um, but in this chapter, I wrote about the fact that in divorce so many times, there are things that happen that we don't intend. That are all the collateral damage, right? As part of everything that goes on that's just so ugly. And, you know, I'll tell you, when I went through my divorce, um, <clears throat> I got a, 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 law, a lawyer. Um, I looked specifically for a lawyer that could help me protect my money, uh, hide my money if I needed to, uh, that would maximize the amount that I was going to be able to keep. Um, I looked for an attorney that was vicious. Uh, I needed someone that I could take into the courtroom that was literally on a leash uh, because I was not playing around. Um, I had worked really, really, really hard to get the things that I had and I was doing well in life. And there was no way in the world I was going to just watch all of that go away. But something happened in the process of all of that. I remember the attorney said to me one day, I need you to get all of your 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 wife at that time, all of her Facebook accounts and all of her information and everything. Uh, because we're going to go through all of it. And, you know, and, and you want, do you want custody of your children? Yeah, I want custody of my children. Great. Then, you know, here's what we're going to do. And when they got done explaining to me the battle plan, it occurred to me that when they were done with my with my wife at that time, they she was going to be decimated. They were going to smear her. They were going to do everything they could because they were looking to win for me. And I had to ask myself, am I okay with that? Because I had to remember that my children are one half me and one half their mother. And if I tear her apart, actually, I'm tearing apart part of my own yes. children. Yep. And so I took a step back and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And I went to her and I said, look, you can keep your lawyer, but I'm I'm going to give my lawyer up. Because all the money that I would spend on an attorney, I'm instead going to spend it on my children. And we can do this easier. We can do it hard. And here's what I believe with everything that's in me. The majority of women that are out there don't want to do it hard. They just want to be secure. They just want to know that you're going to honor everything that they contributed to that marriage. The majority of them do what they do because they don't believe we're going to. They believe we're going to do exactly what I was positioned to do, and that is look out after me and take care of me. Yeah. And I believe, I firmly believe that for the men out there that are going through divorce and and that are lonely and that are hurting, that if you think about your legacy and your children, if you think about doing the right thing, and the right thing is is leading, showing leadership in this moment, not revenge, not vengeance, not not um, you know getting back at someone because they. You know they cheated on you or because they got had the audacity to be upset when you cheated on them no if you just really look at what god has called us to do as leaders um i think a lot of times we're lonely because it's a self-imposed loneliness because we we go inward we don't communicate we don't talk we don't uh share our expressions our feelings we don't do therapy uh you know our therapy is in the gym it's at a bar it, it's in a nightclub it's um you know it's in any number of these different places but i believe a lot of the loneliness that many men feel are self-imposed there are so many people out there who want to help you so many people out there that you can go to now when it comes to divorce you have to be careful because there's so many people out there who are just as willing to judge yeah you know and, and michael that's why i love what you're doing here with the intentional guy because at the end of the day there needs to be there there have to be men out there who say you know what You know, you're my brother. I'm your brother. I got your back, you know, not for you to call me and to talk to me about how terrible your ex is, but for us to talk about how we are leaders and how our legacy and our reputation matters more. And and I ask a question and I'll, I'll end with this. Here's my question to the men that are listening. Do you love your children more than you hate your wife? Do you love your children more than you hate their mother? Do you love your children more than you hate your, you know, more than you hate their ex? And the answer has got to be yes. Be, because I don't know any men at all who don't absolutely love their children. They may not love the mother that's attached to their children anymore. I get it. Then they're done that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but, but you, you got to love your children more than you dislike or hate their mom. And when you do, then that, num no, that means you got to take care of you. And you have to be there for them. They're going to be yeah. angry. My my children were so angry. They didn't speak to me for months. I didn't give up on them. Right. Correct. Um, and, and so I, at the risk of of rambling, I apologize. But <laughs> oh, you're great. This is great stuff. <laughs> yeah, but but this just I just know what it felt like I was there. I, I you know, I, I needed to understand how to come out of it all. And when I put my children first, when I went back to her and said, we're not doing this. We're not having this unnecessary war. You know, uh, I'm coming out of my bunker. You come out of your bunker. uh, Let's talk about this rationally and let's have a conversation. Let me share this with you too. In my book, Divorce But Still Dad, I asked my daughter, who at the time was 12, I said, honey, would you mind writing a chapter in this book to men to tell them how children feel when uh, their parents are going through divorce? And my daughter wrote this chapter. And when I read it, I just cried.
0: Mm. And I'm not a
1: crier, you know, uh, but I, I couldn't help it. And I'm like, if more men could read this chapter, if this, if the only chapter you read in my book is is if you only read one read that one. Because my daughter was so transparent and so open about how children feel. And if you can read something like that and not be touched. That's a problem. Yes. Wow
0: wow and and you know something i i learned i mean you don't you don't win any any prize by attacking someone's mom my mom no attack my mom my mom there's nothing more sacred than your mother right so as a father we have to realize uh when we're attacking that mom what we're doing is we're 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 turning our kids against us because, you know, they love mom, you know? So we have to be careful in that. I do want to ask you a question here. Yeah. Because this came to me recently and, and, and it's so hard, even though I've been through it, it's hard to, to help someone. But, you know, there's some men who are going through a divorce right now or have been divorced and they didn't want the divorce. They did. They yeah. don't hate her. They don't hate their wife. They don't. Mm -hmm. uh, They feel like. uh, They feel thrown away. Yeah. You know, because uh, they thought their marriage was good. They didn't realize their wife was unhappy. And the last thing they wanted was that divorce. There's not bitterness. There's not angry. There's just nothing but hurt. Yeah. Inside of them and brokenness inside of them. What would you say to them?
1: So it's an interesting question because there's two different answers. Uh, there's one answer for those of us who are uh, followers of Christ. And then there's another answer for those who are not really churchy people. And and at the risk of assuming that everybody that listens is going right. to be a church person, I don't want to make that assumption. Uh, but, but let me just say this. <clears throat> um, there are many men out there who divorce came to their doorstep and it caught them by surprise. And the first thing I would say to them is, be honest with yourself. Because typically, especially when it comes to dealing with women, nothing is a complete surprise. There are things that we probably missed things that we didn't recognize things that we did not notice that came as a uh, as a consequence of perhaps us not being the best listeners us not being the best communicators, uh, us not sharing and opening up and creating kind of that atmosphere and environment in our house where open communication, transparent communication is there. And and so you can't do anything about the past, but as you go forward um, by the grace of God and you move into other relationships, be very aware of the lessons that that is going to teach you. But when it comes to that, the first thing is don't allow that hurt to turn to anger and don't allow that anger to turn to malice. Um, There are some things and sometimes in all of our lives where things catch us by surprise and things happen. And the only way we're going to be healed is to go to God, because God, you know, Jehovah Rapha, God is the ultimate healer, the one who can heal a broken heart. He's the only one who can do it. Um, You're not going to be able to find that 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 that. uh, that that healing in between sheets with someone else. You're not going to be able to find Correct. it in a bottle, in a hypodermic needle, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in a pack of cigarettes or anything else. Um, so I, I would say that the most important thing about hurt and about where you are is being 100% transparently honest about what you're feeling. Um, I am a huge believer in therapy. Um, yes. As a pastor, I will tell you that I do not believe all therapy is equal. And what I mean by that is a lot of people like, Oh, I'm gonna go talk to my pastor. Unless your pastor is trained in clinical therapy, then you need to go to see a professional clinical therapist. They are equipped with tools and knowledge and information that can help you deal with the hurt that you are feeling, the the betrayal that you are feeling um, the, 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 you know, the thrown thrown away feeling that you are experiencing. I would say to anyone, if that's where you are, seek therapy, because if you don't seek therapy, that can very easily turn into something much more, uh, something much more hurtful and something much more, yes. um, self-destructive or destructive, I should say. So totally. I, I would say, I would say to you, uh, if you're in that boat, um, and here's something else. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Here's something else I would say to you, too. If you find yourself there, it is not the time to begin to blame yourself. It's one thing to recognize mistakes that you make and to say, I, I'm going to do better. It's another thing to sink into a place where you begin to blame yourself. That is not healthy and it is not something you should do. So I would say to you that if if you're there, if, if you're hurting, if divorce came to your door and caught you by surprise, be honest about it, ha, you know, uh, go seek therapy, clinical therapy, a professional. And, and I'll be frank with you. I'll tell you this. I went to therapy as well, but I had to find the right therapist. Having yes. the right therapist matters. I, I, and I'll just be completely transparent. I could not go to a female therapist um, because what I was feeling inside It didn't allow me to really open up and really say what I needed to say and to really be in touch with my emotions and my feelings. Uh, Maybe, you know, you've been to a therapist before and maybe it was the wrong one. Don't stop just because you went to a therapist and you didn't feel that connection. Keep trying, because at the end of the day, for those of you out there who are hurting, uh, one way that I know of that will bring you back quickly is therapy. Can you go to church and get prayer and can God heal it? You know, instantaneously. Yeah, he can, but I don't know that he always does because there's no lesson in that. And, and so, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, mm-hmm. tribulations work at patience and patience work at experience and experience work with hope. And that says to me that some of the things that we're going through is supposed to teach us to be patient. And, and that patience is supposed to help us learn from it and gain experience. And when we learn from it and gain experience, when we go through it again, now we have hope because we know we can survive. And wherever you are, no matter what happened to you, you will survive. You can survive. survive. But the question is, do you survive as a better version of yourself or as a bitter version of yourself? You want to be a better version.
0: Oh, man. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, uh, and, and we get to choose that. Yes, it's, absolutely. It's a choice. It's a it choice. Is. And, you know, sometimes... It's hard to get out of yourself. And I love what you said about a counselor. Yes, a pastor's great. This uh, My pastor's been tremendous in my life. But it was through the counselor who had, one, we had a set time, you know, whether it was every week, once a month, whatever. We had a set time where we we f- focused on it, and it was a no-judgment zone i knew absolutely what i said stayed in there i didn't have to be right in what i said but there then we started they helped me find a process in which to start growing again and yes. get back into who i was to become that's right instead of being stagnant and so and and you're right too i mean i've been to um uh, i i have a great counselor but I I've also been to a horrible counselor before as well. Yes. And yeah. I would say what you said, don't let that experience stop you because right. that's what the enemy wants to do and that's why that was all set up that way is to stop you and to paralyze you where you're at. And we don't want to be paralyzed. We want to we want to be the better version of ourselves of who God has intended us to be.
1: Yes. So, yes, absolutely. So
0: I really appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on the show. I want to take a few minutes. I want you to tell us about your books um, and which ones for which maybe stage or uh, that you would recommend for guys in what stage of this divorce that
1: might be helpful to them. Yeah, let me start off by saying this. Um, One of the things I want to stress up front is that the books are not just for men. Um, and right. Divorce was Still Dad, which was the first book, the, the full was written by my current wife, and she wrote it to women who are who are potentially dealing with men who are either divorced or going through divorce to give them some pointers, some red flags, mm-hmm. some things um, uh, for which they need to recognize. Um, you know, when 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 we started dating, uh, you know, I was married 17 years. And uh, and then I got divorced, and after being divorced about three years, I met my my, my current wife. Uh, and she said to me up front, I need to meet your children. I need to see what kind of relationship you have with them. Mm. She said, I need to meet your ex-wife. I need to meet your parents. I need to meet your, you know, and, and I, I appreciated that because she was doing her due diligence. Because here's the thing, if, if you, and I believe this, this is a conviction I have. And I recognize that everybody won't live this, but I truly believe it to be the case. If you allow God to guide your actions and if your actions are pure and they are focused on your children, on your legacy, and they are meant to do right by others, I truly believe that you can have a divorce that is not as ugly as everything you hear about. I believe that you can effectively co-parent, which your children deserve you to be able to do. They deserve for you to be able to be in the same space with their mother without there being drama. Um, And and so Divorce But Still Dad, it starts off my wife does that. I told you about the chapter where my daughter wrote it. Uh, And then everything else, um, you know, that's what I would say if you're going through divorce or even if you've been through a divorce, start with that book. Because I talk about I talk about um, what it means to be a man biblically. What does it mean to be a man? Because we're always talking about you know, uh, what, what, what is a man and, and what is a father. And I define that, I talk about that. I talk about collateral damage, the things that if we're not careful, uh, the damage that, is, that happens in our lives, in the mother's lives mm-hmm. and in the, in the children's lives and their friends' lives, I talk about that. I, I talk about, um, um, you know, uh, I, like I said, collateral damage, unnecessary wars, things that you just don't need to fight over. You know, just yesterday I preached a sermon where I talked about the fact that don't put your faith and confidence in things. Things don't matter. You can replace things. I don't care how rare that sports car is, is that you have, it can be replaced easier than you can replace your children. And their well-being, and their uh, uh, identity, and their self-esteem. So I would say to start there that that book will, I think, it will help you identify a lot of things. It talks in the book about how to process your emotions. It talks about, uh, you know, gives you some uh, some some exercises that you can do when you're angry and and what you know how can you process that and deal with that. But interestingly enough, Michael, while I was writing that book, what became so clear to me was how much men love their children while I'm writing the book and I'm going through this chapter talking about my relationship with my children. And I specifically was talking about my relationship with my son um, and how uh, my son treated me and and the things that happened. And I was, uh, the Lord took me into the word of God dealing with David and Absalom. And I began to see that in a very different light. I began to see Absalom Uh, Not as this amazingly disrespectful son, but as someone who wanted his father's love so bad, he was willing to do anything to defile anything to have just to have his father's love. And it forced me to ask myself, what am I forcing my son to defile just so that he has my love? Oh, that's good. And, And so that led me to my second book, The Love of a Father where I really talk in the book, I give five examples of fathers in the word of God and how they uh, epitomize fatherhood. Uh, I, I obviously talk about God being the father uh, and what that really means. But then the other thing I did in that book was I took, I sent 25 questionnaires out to 25 different men of different races, ethnicities, ages, et cetera. And I said, here's a, questionhood about, uh, a questionnaire about fatherhood. Would you mind answering this and sending it back? 21 of the 25 fathers sent that, uh, that questionnaire back. And I published all of their answers in The Love of a Father. And I encourage you, go read those, because I promise you, you will identify with the number of the different men that's in there. But here's how I, here's what I believe. Many of us know that there's a problem. And we can talk about problems ad nauseum. But when it's all over said and done, what is a solution? And so in, in the books that I write, I give you solutions i give you potential solutions but i also give you a disclaimer please whatever you do do not look up my children on on instagram or facebook or anything else and expect them to be perfect because i wrote a book right it doesn't work that way i'm not writing the book because i'm a perfect father i'm writing it because i have failed and i want to share my failure with others so that hopefully perhaps maybe you won't fall in the same way um and so that was that one uh, the other thing I did that I will tell you about is uh, I started a children's book series. And um, the reason I did that was because I'm so sick and tired of hearing all of the talk about um, fathers who are present in a household. I don't care if you're present, if you're not engaged with your children. Mm-hmm. So it is the Engaged De- engaged Fathers 12 uh, Book Children series. The very first book is called Pancake Dad and Pancake Dad came out um, uh, you know, last year. Uh, uh, the next one that's due out is called Ice Cream Dad, but basically it is, it is a, a children's book series that is really talks about uh, the power of an engaged dad. Men, trust me, and I know you know this in your heart of hearts, there is nothing like true engagement with your children. If you want to build memories, if you want to build something lasting that can never be torn down, that a bulldozer can't touch, Spend real time in, with your children, engage, put away the, the cell phone, yes. put away the, yes. you know, the uh, iPad, put away the Game Boy, uh, put away their TV remote, and just spend dedicated time with your children. That yeah. investment, you will never, ever, ever know how impactful that it truly is with your kids. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll end on one final note. I watched a TV commercial. Uh, It was a Super Bowl commercial a few years ago. And in this commercial, this father and his family decided to go somewhere for a day. And you see them, you know, tell their their teenage daughter, hey, we're going out for the day. And she's like, oh, my God. She gets in the car. She has her, her cell phone and she's on it the entire time. And her parents are like, hey, look out the window. Look at this. Look at that. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go up and they get out the car and they walk to this beautiful outlook. And they look over and they, and they say to her, hey, take a look, and she's on her phone. She's like, yeah, okay. They get back in the car, they drive home. They get home, she gets out the car, and she kind of sulks inside the house. The parents go up to the room, the father turns to the mother and he says, what a terrible day. She didn't get anything out of this day. She spent the entire time on her phone. Later on that night, they happened to look at, it was like her Facebook page or her Instagram or something. And she had pictures all along the trip and the caption said, best day ever. Uh, I got goosebumps by saying that. Yeah. Man, let me tell you something. Don't don't judge your children by the expression on their face. They yes. need you. They need you mm. to be whole. And they need you to be a participant, an active participant in building them and not tearing them down by attacking their mother.
0: Oh wow. That 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 was a great that was a great place to stop that that is just excellent there guys i'm going to encourage you and listen these books are not just for divorced people either the love of a father the, the, these are things these are books pour into yourself what is right what is good and these will give you some great insight into being the best father best dad, best husband that you can be. Ken, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, Valuable, valuable information here today. And I appreciate that. And to my listeners, until next time, just keep being intentional. Talk to you later.